Hello, this is Dr. Hudson, and today's topic is Sugar, We Can Get Through This, Creating a Safe Space for Families to Heal and Learn to Thrive. I want to preface this talk by saying that school counselors are often that initial contact in learning about some trouble or some challenges that may be going on in a family. The purpose of this talk is to just give us a broad overview of family crisis and to talk a bit about where we fit in and what our role is as a school counselor. Our job as school counselors is to notify our school administration and to triage, to know our resources and support systems within our communities and refer out when a situation like this arises. So for the purposes of this talk, SUGAR is actually an acronym. So let's think about a family coming in that may be in crisis Let's think about being that competent, caring school counselor for this family. SUGAR actually stands for S, safe and supportive space. The U is for unbiased listening for understanding. The G is for grace and guidance. The A is for assessment and a way forward. And the R is for referring out in resources. Oftentimes as school counselors, we are that first stop in that initial place where the challenge or the chaos or the crisis is exposed and talked about. So we serve kind of as a place where chaos can collide and then subside, and we also are able to provide our families with resources um, and a way forward. So what exactly do I mean by a family crisis? Well, according to Meyer et al. 2014, a family crisis occurs when the situation damages the bonds that connect families and could potentially damage the family as a collective self. Family functioning is also overwhelmed and the response is unable to contain or control the situation to the point it debilitates and even threatens to destroy the family. A crisis is a dramatic emotional or circumstantial upheaval in a person's or a family's life course. The life course of the family refers to the culturally defined sequence of stages in human life rather than the precise periods of years or to the biological development and is measured in relation to their time together, presence of children, ages, and work experiences. There are things called normative stressors and these are expected life events and processes that bring stress by virtue of their nature. Having a baby, getting a job, buying a new home. These are all normative stressors at this stage of the life course. So let's look at this in terms of a vignette. So let's say we have a first grader 
And recently, this first grader has started acting out in the classroom and or the playground. And you as a school counselor have called the parents in to kind of discuss the behavior and what might be going on. As you're talking with this family, you note that they are a young couple. They also have a one-year-old at home. They're planning on trying to have another child before the one-year-old turns three. Um, it may be that one parent is active military. The other spouse is, the spouse is trying to kind of figure out their role, what they want to do with their career. They may be in the middle of buying a home back in the States. Um, and they have kind of less than a decade together and they're just trying to figure everything out. So for this family, some normative stressors may be the thought of having another baby, purchasing a home back home in the States, landing a new job, figuring out exactly what your career might be if you are the spouse that's non-military or not active. These would be considered normative stressors. There are also acute stressors. And these are typically unexpected, sudden, and demand tremendous resources in order to cope with them. Some of these might be loss, victimization, financial turmoil, or natural disasters. So when we're looking at these different types of stressors and looking at the perfect storm for a crisis, a family usually moves into a crisis or a state of crisis when two or more of four main elements that contribute to a crisis interact. Those four main elements are stressors, difficulty coping, or lack of coping skills, a lack of support and resources, and chronic inability to meet the responsibilities of the family. So let's take a quick look at these four elements. Just as a recap, stressors are certain life situations or events that may lead to mounting family tension and stress, and this can contribute to a state of crisis. When we're looking at a difficulty with coping or a lack of coping skills, this can surface in many different ways. Uh, there can be a breakdown in family routines. There can be family arguments, trouble with simple decision-making, disruptions in sleeping and eating patterns, overwhelming feelings of being alone. When you think about a child, and a child experiencing these different things and not being able to cope or have the skills in order to cope with the crisis that is going on, we can then see how you know these things can manifest within the school day and we can have um, maladaptive behavior or disruptions throughout the school day. A third element is the chronic inability to meet the responsibilities of the family. And families that are unable to meet basic family responsibilities find themselves unprepared to deal with life challenges. The fourth element is lack of support and resources. 
Families that go without support risk being thrust into a crisis or deeper into a crisis. And again, this is where school counselors really come into play. This is when a lot of times we are initially the person that hears the situation and we are able to triage and make sure that we are referring out to the proper resources and that we are uh, making sure that our school level administration is also in the loop when something like this happens. So typically there are five phases to a family crisis. The first phase is the family crisis is triggered. The second phase is the family sees the crisis as threatening. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? The third phase is the family stages disorganized response. So they're trying to react, they're trying to take care of the situation, but it's chaotic and it's not working. The fourth phase is the family searches for a solution. And the fifth phase is the family adopts new coping strategies. Now, if these new coping strategies aren't working, then this cycle starts right back over again. An important thing to note is that even though we have these neatly packaged phases, these phases can occur at different times, in different ways. Um, the family doesn't necessarily move through them in a sequential way. So at this point, you may be thinking, where do I fit into this equation? How do I show up and what is my role as the school counselor if I am presented with a family in crisis. And the first thing is you put on your counseling hat, which we have been trained, um, and you are a professional. So the first thing that you need to do is simply show up as your authentic, educated, trained clinician self. And you listen to what the family has to say. Your next steps are basically to make sure that your leadership is involved, you can contact your district level help, such as your school counseling, ISS. And you want to make sure that you are referring your family out to the appropriate resources and support that are available within your community. We also want to make sure that we are in constant contact and collaboration with the points of contact for our supports and resources. And that's both outside of the school and within, such as our school psychs and our MFLACT or ASEX counselors. So this is where it's really important that you know what those resources and supports are within your community. Each of our schools and their communities have different resources located in different places, maybe open or available at different times. So it's important that you are familiar with those and that you are in constant contact with your school level leadership to make sure that you are up to date on that information. And again, just the awareness and remembering that we may be that first point of contact outside of the family to say, hey, there's a problem going on. We are in crisis. We aren't sure what to do. So in those first moments, 
to remember sugar, to be that safe and supportive space, unbiased listening for understanding, to have grace and provide any guidance that you may be able to provide, and that you're looking for a way forward, and that you're providing those resources and referring out to appropriate support. And bringing our focus back to the heart of the matter, which for school counselors is the student, we make sure that we are providing that brief school counseling, that we are educating, that we are teaching coping skills, that we are collaborating and coordinating with our resources and support within and outside of the school when necessary, and that we are working with this student as appropriate within our realm, and that we are providing the support and the resources that student needs, and we're doing our part to help that student thrive.